Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 4, Nasty Habits. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, young Balefire is lonely, as his father doesn't trust anyone and won't let him leave the house. When Bay disappears in the night, Rumple tracks him to a group of lost boys gathered by a pied piper, Peter Pan. Pan offers Rumple a deal. If he asks Bay if he wants to leave with Rumple, and Bay agrees, they can go. But Rumple doesn't trust Bay enough and doesn't give him the choice. In Neverland, Tink won't help the heroes break into Pan's camp until they find a way out. So they go on a hunt for clues from the only other person that's escaped the island, Neil. Meanwhile, Rumple decides to face Pan but encounters Neil, learning that he's not dead. They trick Pan and take Henry, but Pan manages to drive a wedge between Neil and Rumple. Neil attempts to leave with Henry, but is quickly recaptured. Rumple continues to struggle with his nasty habit of self-preservation and his desire to do the right thing. Roger, what do you think of this episode? Good episode. Not, not a top five or top ten episode, but a good episode. Um, they went back to two, which is a very important thing. Just two stories. I think when they go over two, it's, it's rough. Like, they've done it a couple times where it's been fine, but for the most part, two is that sweet spot. Give me one in the past and give me a current. Yeah, I agree. This this episode had a much tighter storyline. Although we still do have what's going on with Henry and what's going on with like Emma and crew. We have too much. Going yeah, on. but at least this time, the what's happening with Henry is tied into what's happening with Rumble to some degree, and it very closely relates to the flashback. Yeah. Um. So that felt a little better. But I. I mean, Robert Carlyle's work in this episode was fantastic. Top two. Uh, that internal struggle that he's having is very painful to watch. I thought Regina shined in the last episode, like great mm-hmm. acting, as you mentioned. Same with Tinker. This was definitely a hey, Rumple, go do some work on screen. And the I think Bell as the literal conscience here works perfect because mm-hmm. it is the you're going to do the right thing and you struggle with this and at the end you kind of see him go go away. I don't want to talk anymore. Like I tried to do the. It's kind of like what Regina said. I tried to do the right thing and look at what it got me. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting going forward. Where do you want to start? The Enchanted Forest? Let's go there. Um, so, we open with Bay and Rumple. Um, Bay is sad. He's just... They, we kind of come back to that issue that we hit on in Season 1 where he, like, just doesn't really have any friends. Like, in, in Season 1, it's more framed as the children won't play with him because they're afraid of Rumple. And here it's framed as... Rumple won't let him leave the house much because he doesn't trust other people not to try to hurt Bay. Which is an odd framing because we know the night he was dropped was after this. Yeah. And after this, we do see that he goes out of the house on his own. Yeah. Maybe maybe they reach a... An agreement? Yeah. I just kind of wish we had been like shown that. Maybe that's why he killed the maid. <laughs> um, wow. I also... I think this is so funny because they always do this. They call the house that they live in a hovel. Which, it like, there is a term. So, like, colloquially and in the dictionary, a hovel is, like, a piece of shit house. A dump. Yeah. It can also mean, like, a round, like, a specifically shaped house that is around a kiln. But that that's not what they have. So they just, like, live in a piece of shit house, and that's what they call it. And I don't know why they live there, because 
I guess Rumpel offers a castle and Bay doesn't want that, so maybe that's why they still live here. It's the only place that feels like home. I interpret it as more of like a prison. Mm. Like, I'm tired of being in this cell. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I don't. But he, it's not just in this episode. Like, Rumpel yeah. will also call, like, other places that they live a hovel. <laughs> and I feel like somebody else got there. Didn't uh, Jefferson get hit with that? Oh, yes. live in your hovel and his house didn't even look that small. No, it was nice. It was fine. <laughs> it was weird. Odd use of I mean, maybe it's just castle or hovel. Yeah. So there is no in between. I guess. I guess a manor maybe would be in between. We also get a tie back to that conversation we were having last time about the turning the butcher into a pig. Uh, Rumple offers Bay a knife, and Bay's like, "Where'd you get this?" And then he says, "I don't want any more gifts from the people you terrorize." <laughs> What's interesting is that. Almost all of the time we see Rumpel interact with people, it's usually people who have come to him with deals. Like, he's very rarely going out seeking deals. And a lot of times those people aren't good people. Yeah. So it is weird that the way Bay sees it is that, like, these innocent town people are being terrorized by you as opposed to these greedy people wanted something and they paid a price for it. Well, and you never know how complex the web, a web that Rumpel needed to weave in order to achieve... His, I guess he hasn't started We're to not do that there yet. yet. Yeah, there's no goal to achieve. I think he's just making deals. Maybe he is just terrorizing people. I don't know. It's not clear. Yeah. Well, and I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree that, like, people come to him often and ask for things, and they're not always good people. Like, but, often. But Bay would argue that, like, kind of like what we were talking about with Regina in the last episode in Blue, like, maybe if you just help someone, they will do the right thing eventually. Or they'll be like your ex-wife. Sure. <laughs> I mean... Ex-wife? Yeah. Ex-wife. Dead. Ex-wife? That's not what you call someone who has died. False. <laughs> my former wife, my dead wife. My ex-wife. They're not still husband and wife. I've never heard someone refer to that as an ex. Ex implies divorce. I mean... I guess... I feel like they broke up when she left. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So. Uh, and then we get... So Bay sort of disappears in the middle of the night and Rumpel... I'm not sure if he, like, tracks him to this village or just instantly is like, You all did this! He said his trail led me here. Okay. So he tracked him. And then kind of like a callback to... Really, season one where Rumple was all of the different story. You know, he was the godmother. Um, he's the crocodile for hooks, or kind of like he's a bunch of different. He's the beast. We find out that it's a Pied Piper who's been playing music that sad, lonely boys can hear. Only certain boys can hear it. Boys who feel unloved. Boys who feel lost. And we and I asked when he was sitting on the rooftop like he was Batman if he could hear it. I think he could. Well, Pan reveals that yeah. he could hear because he said that's why you can hear mm-hmm. it. Um, gosh, the lines that Pan hits Rumple with. He's even, in the in the Neverland plot, which we'll obviously get to, he also throws some barbs that are, I, I, I'm not even sure, I don't think that everything that happens in the Neverland plot is like what Pan was expecting to happen, but he still manages to take the words and throw them in people's face. I don't know, he does, I mean... We can get to that later, but he does allude to very the way that, like, Rumpel says, I was exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah, he does. He does say, 
Well, everyone was exactly what I expected them to be in the end, so maybe he did see it coming? Maybe, but I don't know. Uh, and he said he just reset the board. But it also doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like a good chess player will yeah. tell you that I know what my opponent's going to do, so it's fine. And Well, you- and a really good chess player would also tell you, and if they do something that I didn't expect, then I still know what to I do. I have multiple ways yeah. to get to the end. Like someone else we know. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, and when we find out who it is, it's the Pied Piper is Peter Pan. Rumpel's reaction, which this is the first time that I've ever seen the dark one. Like I've seen gold recoil in fear, but never the dark one where he legitimately is just like steps back. He doesn't threaten him. He doesn't get menacing. He's just shocked. He looks like stricken. Yeah, actually. Well, and I think the, the thing that's most interesting is I assumed that when watching this, like, this was going to be, oh, this is how Rumpel meets Pan. Yeah. And then during this interaction, you're like, oh, they already know each other. Yeah. And What's Rumpel, that about? Rumpel hates him. Yep. And Pan toys with him. Um, and it's definitely one of those things where, like, you can tell Rumpel really doesn't like him. Well, and based on um, something thing, something that Pan says and something that Bay said, or that Rumpel says to Bay. It sounds like they were they knew each other when they were younger because Pan says, "Who's all grown up and become the dark one? Good for you!" So yeah. like grown up, they must have known each other when they were younger. Um, I thought Rumple must have been a lost boy. Yeah, that would have been my thought. Yeah. Although it, it sounded like um, Pan that there were no lost boys before this incident. Like he was gathering the boys, like, and that was like the first time that it ever happened. Well, he does say, "My new friends." Yeah. So my guess is that maybe he had old friends. But he also tells Rumple, um, it like I got lonely yeah. in Neverland because it's just a place where children come to visit in their dreams and no one ever stays. So he uh, like it's like he's like trying to collect people to stay. So maybe he just yeah, he knew him from his dreams, possibly. Oh yeah, that could be. Yeah. They had some interaction and it was fascinating because Rumple obviously doesn't trust him and it's fear. Like you just don't see fear from the dark one, and he does a great job of conveying like he is like you said, he's spooked. I mean, he's... Yeah. Yeah. Don't pretend to know me, not anymore, was a very shocking line to hear from him. Because mm-hmm. you don't really get people who he talks about who are from his past. Yeah. No. I mean, really, the only person that we know is Hook. Mila. But, Mila's but she's gone. dead. Yeah. <laughs> his ex. <laughs> she dead, dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. But even Hook, though, Hook knows him from kind of like this timeline. Yeah. It's like, this seems to imply he's known him for a very long yeah. time. And you're right, Pan is just throwing those barbs. <sighs> After all, being abandoned is what you're good at, Bay's mother Mila, not to mention your own father. Bruh. <laughs> Regina would be proud. I mean, that's some of the that's top five lines, like just cutting somebody down. Yeah. Well, and speaking of things that are exactly what Pan wanted to happen. He offers Rumple that deal knowing that Rumple wouldn't take it. And that is what caused the problem. Like, you you know it before Bay says it, but he also says, of course I would have chosen you. I would have chosen to stay. So I get what they're going for here. But Rumple is right with the decision he made. You don't give your son the choice to stay with a psycho. You yeah. just don't. I'm sorry. The answer is we're leaving. I mean, I guess the other, the thing that's complicated is that Bay doesn't know that Rumpel and Pan know each other. I know. Uh, and Rumpel, I found what Rumpel said. Rumpel tells Bay, growing up, we were incredibly close. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, you're you're right. You don't give. But Bay is also fourteen. Okay. <laughs> like there, there is something to the idea that there are things you don't understand. Mm-hmm. This is not someone to be trifled with because children can easily be manipulated. Like easily, he's already literally lured you with a flute. Like you know. Not to like go into depth with this, but like a lot of people have family members that are like, you may not understand why you can't hang out with your uncle, but you just can't. Yeah. It just is what it is. And I'm the parent. You have to trust what I say. Yeah. That's kind of what this case is. And I get Balefire's mad here. What's also funny to me is that he doesn't like that Rumple took the choice out of his hands. Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't at all. Which is exactly what he would later do to Rumple, where he takes the choice out of Rumple's hands. Like, we're leaving. I don't like this magic. Yeah. So it's ironic that he was pissed about this. And I was like, yeah, well, later on, you're mad too. I mean, it's reasonable to be mad at your father for uh, terrorizing everyone. It's reasonable to be mad at your son for leaving home to go join a psycho. <laughs> and he's not even mad at Belfar. He just, he just wants wanted to, take... to have some fun. He Rumpel just wanted to have some fun. <laughs> wow. Listen, as one thing we've learned about the townspeople, they're mostly pieces of shit. Yeah. This is like a new town that I've never seen before. Also, where did he get that crown from? I don't know. He you think he made a someone? king just like... I don't think he killed someone. I think he probably just forced a king to give him his crown. <laughs> which is even, even funnier. Kiss my boots and give me your crown. Or maybe um, that guy that he took the dark one dagger from, like at the very early part, maybe he just went and took his crown. Zozo? No, 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 no. The, the guy who was controlling Zozo, the duke. The really oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a funny name that I can't remember can't now. Remember. But he had, a, he had a castle that he was in because we were storing the, the dagger. Yeah. So he took his. Dukes don't typically have crowns, but... Dukes typically don't have dark one daggers. That's that's also true. Anything else in the Enchanted Forest? No. I, I like that this built the relationship between Rumple and Ben because, again, it's another... This villain is not to be trifled. Yeah. Other than that, it was short and sweet, but didn't leave too much. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, God, those lines. You're just like, you don't get a lot of sympathy for like the dark one, even if you get it for gold. But this one, you were just like, ouch, ouch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to continue with Rumple and Neil? Uh, let's stop off of that. I would like okay. to start with Regina and the Idiots because I don't have much with <laughs> <Okay>. them. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tink is... They, like, have a plan, and then Tink is like, oh, you don't have a way to leave the thing that you promised me to, that, that I would help, so that I would help you? Um, well, come back, come find me when you have a way to get out of here. The Savior, a witch, Prince Charming, Snow White, and Captain Hook. Not one of them considered a way to get the hell out of here? And I, and I understand... Like, I, I understand that they came here without a plan to leave, but I can't believe that they haven't figured out a plan to leave before getting the plan to get Henry. Like, what are they going to do? Get Henry and then Pan's just going to take him back immediately? Like what happens with Neil and Henry? Well, they're going to just run around the island and hope <laughs> for the best? Like, I don't... This isn't, like, at home where you have, like, allies you can just improvise. Like, this is insane. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Regina and the Idiots right now seems like the most appropriate name for them. Yep. Um... <laughs> one of my favorite moments of this season so far, if not favorite moments of the series, if I'm being honest, is when Tink is talking about the watch. <laughs> and she says she got off the body of Tamar. Because Emma at first is like, tell me where she is. She's like, dead. 
<laughs> She's dead. She's dead. Like, oh. And, and Greg, there wasn't even enough of him left or something. And Regina just sits in the back and just has her evil smile. We rewatched the scene because we were like, there's no way she did that. It and was amazing. She doesn't say anything. Not a word. <laughs> but again, everything you needed to know how much she felt about that, she just gets that evil Joy. smile. It just pure. That might have been one of her happiest moments in the Maybe. entire series. It like, she been. looks so pleased and she's like, huh, oh, he got everything he deserved. And honestly, I'm kind of right there with Regina. Yeah. The they did have some funny lines. I loved, I loved when they find the coconut with the holes in it, and Snow said maybe it's a tiny colander, and then Regina says yes because preteen Balefire made lots of pasta. And now introducing uh, preteen Balefire's uh, rattlesnake penne. He cooked for the Lost Boys. Um, although Regina does, uh, try to throw a barb at Emma, um, like, when, when she says the thing that we, that she's, that she says she learned from Neil, which is, you never go in without a way to get out, which we also learned Neil learned from Pan, which is interesting. Um, and Emma, uh, Regina says, where'd you get that? In bail bonds person school? And then Emma says, no, I learned that from Neil. And Regina, like, instantly shuts up. Which is, like, pre- previous Regina would have found a way to, like, dig in further there. And then she's like, nope, I feel bad about that. I don't know that there was anything else to say. Like, it was like, I guess you can make a dig. It was like, well, how well did that work out for him? But this is not the time for that. just makes you look bad. She, she, looked, she looked remorseful. Uh, yeah, I think what she didn't... She likes mocking them, but I don't think she wanted to mock her about the fact that no. someone she loved to die. Mocking someone about making pasta in a tiny colander is different than mocking... Or them. the blackened fish to yeah. match your blackened heart. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Or the shiv that you used to cut the umbilical cord. Again, funny. And eh, Neil's dead. Like, Henry's biological father is dead is not funny. And yeah. Henry would not find that funny. <laughs> I, I also really like when the show makes fun of itself. Um, and there's that interaction between uh, Charming and Hook, where, like, Hook is like, oh, you're not looking so hot. Like, Charming's, like, visibly sweating. And he's like, I'm plenty hot. And it, like, is kind of a ridiculous line, but it's also like, oh, is, is Charming upset that he's not the only sexy man on the show now? You know that's not what he was referencing. What was he referencing? I'm fine. Like, he's just well, being a dumb man. But yes, it is a good play on that. Like, I'm also yes, a hot man. I understand oh, that that's yes. what he was saying, oh, but yeah. he also was, like, overly aggressive about it. Well, he's overly aggressive with Hook all the time. Yeah, he is. Like, every well, time. I think he's afraid... He, like, really doesn't trust Hook, which, like, fine. Totally fair. But also, Hook knows a secret about him that he has not told anyone. Um, so he, he at least has that. Stupidly so. Yeah. Uh, anything on about <laughs> Regina and the idiots? Well, um... Specifically, I guess, Regina. Hook, or er, David is, like, completely without hope, which is a little unusual for him. Like, he, t- he tells Hook, what's the good in telling them when there's nothing I can do to stop the poison when there's no hope? Is and then we without hope uh, is he is he not is he is this unusual for him because he kind of sacrifices himself all the time right no that's definitely in his but usually in like we have talked about how it seems like snow oh, should be the yes. one but he's usually like trying to give her hope yeah um and then we get the line you're never making it off this island alive because because yeah. David sort of questions 
like, oh, is there a way? Is there something you're And then Hook doesn't say, no, there's no way. He says, you're never making it off this island alive. Yeah. And then that's when David goes, like, what are you not telling me? Mm -hmm. Just quietly. So Hook has a secret, and we don't know what it is. Yep. Um... And then we get that scene with um, your your favorite um, angry pouty face from oh, Emma. Gosh. The I, the moment was rough, but I wish that I we could have had a different face. Um, but it's just it's always that face. Like yeah, compare Regina did better acting with just a smile. Yes, than we got from Emma. Absolutely, for, you know. And I know it was supposed to be like a feel bad, and, and I just came away with like really. Well, she's she she is angry. She, is she angry. literally says that, and she's pouting. <laughs> Um, but yeah. And then you get that sad moment between Snow and Charming where she says like, I have no idea how to comfort my own daughter, which is like a thing. I mean, she's clearly struggling back from a couple episodes ago with like Emma saying like she was an orphan and Snow's been struggling with that all along, like giving up that sobbing when they, when they had to put the baby in the wardrobe was so sad. Um, but she's like really struggling with that. And then she tells Charming, if you died, I would not be able to move on. And then he still doesn't tell her. What I'm shocked, let's say that like it's an island thing. Would Snow stay with him? Yes. Huh. Because then like just stay there. Yeah. I Snow would definitely stay it's with him. It's not ideal, but like you two will be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did tell him last episode that uh, home is wherever he is, so... Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean... Maybe like, take back the kingdom from Peter Pan. <laughs> take back the kingdom. <laughs> you th- you think they could move the island into Storybook? It's just their own little personal island? Yeah, there is so... Underground, yeah. in the someone's closet, there's a wheel that you can turn yeah. to move the island. Spin it. No, you have reference? to push it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about. I thought I was like, this has something to do with Lost. Quite literally, there's a wheel that you can spin to move the island. Oh, you're not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> this this is what regret feels like. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. That's all I have for... Well, they, they seem to think that they have found some sort of star map, which is maybe the way out, but that... But it's it's encoded, so they they can't read it. I think there was one more interaction I wanted to talk about because I even asked you. I wasn't sure. We watched it a second time. It's when Hook and Emma are talking about Neil, and Neil, or Hook reveals that Neil could draw, like he yeah. got his drawing from his mother. And when he says that, Emma looks at him, and I couldn't tell if she was disgusted, but then I realized she didn't actually know the whole backstory about like and then it was like that she was actually what surprised or I, I think she does know the backstory but i think she's only heard it from rumple well doesn't rumple tell the truth yeah i i'm not saying it's not true but uh, I, for, if rumple was telling you this story yeah. he would say this mean ass fucking pirate came and stole my wife away. Marauding cur. Marauding cur, sorry. Yeah. Came and stole my wife away. And like, yes, that is what happened. But also like Hook loved her and it's clear, like from his like he he still thinks about her and Bay. Yeah. Um and Emma seemed a little surprised that he had that depth of emotion, I think. Mm. Uh shall we move to 
Rumpel and Bell first? Yeah, I like Rumpel and Bell as a start. What I, I refer to this as the exciting part of the episode. <laughs> Regina yeah. the Idiots is just not doing it for me, other than Regina's excellent smirk. On... It was a good smirk. Yeah. Um, we get the nasty habit phrase several times, almost every time from Bell, once from Rumpel in the episode. I love Bell as the conscience. Yeah, I even said really I called good. her, he's conscious, and he, she's great in this role. Well, and it, it's, it's, I really like that we're getting, like, a conversation that Rumple is having with himself without there being, like, a voiceover or something. Yeah. It's not two Rumples. It's Rumple. Uh, like, honestly, I almost think this needs a third party. Mm. Like, truthfully, you know who I would cast here is Rose McGowan. Oh. The devil and the angel. Uh-huh. And you talk about the self-interest, like, the bad part of Rumple, and then you have Belle talking about the good part of Rumple. I think, I don't, I actually don't know. I feel like that would, that would come off as more comical, because I feel like the bad part of Rumple is coming out of Rumple's mouth. Yeah, but I think it's, it, it would be showing his thoughts, and they don't have to be at the same time. Like, yeah. You know, the self-preservation, the... Look at what happened to you. Like, it can be a logical, like, debate where it's like, look at what's happened to you. Especially at the end, when you tried to do the right thing and people still see you. Almost like what Cor had said to Regina. No matter what you do, they will always see you as a monster, even your own son. There could have been an interesting conversation where, like, Belle is kind of the hopeful one and maybe Cora in his mind is the more pragmatic one. Yeah. Because those are, like, the two most important women in his life. Like, probably as far as his love, I put Mila at, like, third. Yeah. Well, and he was just so sure, like, in the last episode and the beginning of this episode, like, he was sure what he was going to do. He mm-hmm. had a plan. And then it's, like, starting to break down in these conversations with Belle. Not necessarily that he, like... It wasn't Belle that broke it down. It was Neil. It was Neil. But, but he's, he's, like, he has the following conversation with Belle about it. And he also says, eventually you leave me because you see who I really am. And mm-hmm. who I really am is the monster. Well, and that's always been his problem. Yes. He can't believe that Belle yeah. actually would want to stay with him because he can't understand why anyone would want yeah. to stay with him. Um, Which is why dying is actually, like, his easiest solution. I can just die a hero. Yeah. Well, and it was really hard to watch those scenes with Neil, but, I mean, there, Neil isn't wrong to not trust him. He isn't wrong, but he played it wrong. How so? So, he's right in that, and like, he has a conversation, he's like, cool, today, you're going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you get back with, back with Belle, and you decide your happy ending isn't worth sacrificing for my son? That is the rumble we know. We'd all be like, yeah, he's probably going to take out Henry, or he's going to find some way to trap him in another realm, or whatever it is, like. That's a rumple thing to do. Where he played it wrong, and this would have been significantly more cold-blooded, is that he should have let Rumpel help him because Rumpel was going to help them. And right before they're about to leave, that's when you shake his hand and yeah. you trap him and you get and go. Especially because Rumpel literally says, you'll never make it through the forest without me. And then like five minutes later, he's trapped. Neil gets captured. Again. I mean, also, you could have had Bay with me like last time. It was you abandoning me. This time I'm abandoning you. Also, Felix must be so fucking scary. Because, like, I understand the second time when he was carrying Henry, like, a fuck ton of Lost Boys show up. The first time, the only person that was there was Felix. How did Felix, like, he can't overpower Felix? He's a grown fucking man. He wasn't trying to overpower Felix. He was trying to have him lead him to where he needed to go. Oh. Yeah, it was 100% a trap. Okay, got it. That's why he even says, like. But then why does he, why does he hit him? 
because before he, they get there, he, he he hit him. He knew close enough now where he was. Like okay. he needed to. He knocked him out, and he even says, "I'm not a boy anymore, and I ain't lost." Uh huh. So it's the point of like, you got me to where okay. I needed to go. I got it. I'm dropping you, which is also like Felix. He's a grown man. Like, have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> He wins yeah. this fight. I don't give a damn how and scary he couldn't you even are. tie a knot properly. No, and you're not going to win a one-on-one fight. No. Um, you do learn something interesting about Neil, is that when he runs into Rumple, the first thing he says is, we're not going to kill Lost Boys. And I'm like, oh, Neil can't pull the trigger. But he doesn't... He, that's not exactly what he says, actually. He says, we're not going to kill Lost Boys. Yep, he does say that. But... Um, Rumpel says they don't have the stomach to do what needs to be done, referencing Mm -hmm. Regina and the idiots, as you'd like to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he sort of, like, looks at Bay thoughtfully and says, you don't have the stomach either. Mm -hmm. And then Neil says, I'll do what needs to be done, but killing lost boys, we don't have to do that. Exactly. He's not willing to do it. That's not what he said. He says, we don't have to do that. I think he would be willing to if they had to. I don't think he is. And he, he he knows them. He's he's been he's been with them before. Knowing the Lost Boys would make me want to kill them more. That's not all of them are like that. Maybe. Like especially knowing what happens in the Enchanted Forest sure. flashback. Like they were all sort of mystified by this idea yeah. of like freedom and family together. And like he knows what that's like. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, Felix is a fucking psychopath. But, but I'm not been sure about the rest of these point. people. Like. Felix may be a perfect example of like, yeah, he probably was a lost boy who was good, but that may be their eventual end. They may all turn into Felix. Yeah. And even if you don't want to do it, the question is, we know Henry will pull the trigger. I don't know that I know Neil will. Yeah. Well, and interestingly, Rumpel says you can only beat Pan if you're willing to die. Yeah. Um, and I do. I think that Neil would be willing to die for Henry. I don't know. I'm unclear. I mean, he jumped out a window and grabbed onto a... Yeah. Do we say that shadows have feet? The foot of the shadow? (laughs) Typically, I don't. In this case, I'm going to say they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think he would certainly be willing to sacrifice himself, but he, much like Rumpel, has admitted he's a bit of a coward. And cowards often want to do the right thing, but can't do it at the last moment. That has always been true for Rumpel. That may also be true for Neil. I mean, he even said, I couldn't tell Emma I loved her. Like, he does have that cowardice streak, and he runs. That's that's in his nature. So maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't be able to. Maybe mm-hmm. he lacks the conviction to pull the trigger. Maybe he lacks the conviction to actually kill himself. I think Rumpel, when he thought Neil was dead, was actually... I thought he easily could have pulled the trigger and killed himself if necessary to, to kill Pan. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been fine with that. Neil does come up with that um, brilliant plan to coat the... Shaft of the the arrow. The arrow. I actually thought it was a really cool visual scene to show father and son catching the squid. Oh yeah, that was cool. Because yeah, we never really see them working together, and then he like they like lured a squid in and you know killed it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. And like you kind of see Rumple, he's pretty impressed. He's like, damn. Yeah. Which is also like, oh yeah, that, by the way, he you kind of missed all of this. Yeah. You, you, really you missed see- fishing with your son. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Um, that, this is the thing that I was referring to that I, I'm not sure if Pan wanted that to happen. He did seem genuinely surprised that Neil coated the shaft of the arrow rather than the tip. I mean, everything worked out in his favor ultimately because I think he knew, like, that's why he started talking and, like, driving the wedge between Rumpel and Neil. But I don't think that that was his intention to, to get caught like that. 
I don't think it was his intention, but I think he at some at some point with Henry still being asleep, he wanted Neil and Rumple to think they had gotten away. Mm. So whether it was the squid ink or he just doesn't stop them, I think his plan was always to uh huh. Think you're at the end. Let me plant this seed because I'm going to divide you. And he probably knew that no matter what, Neil was never going to trust Rumple. Yeah. And he needed the dark one out of the way. Um. And he knew exactly what to say. <laughs> he says, "You left your own son behind for the power of that dagger. How can? Oh no, Neil says that actually. Yeah. How can I think things would ever be any different? But uh, Pan really got in there with that with those words. Got him. Got him thinking that way. He did. Uh, and. He's not wrong. Like, that's... All good villains, there's some level of truth in what they say. I think for Neil, that was definitely one of those moves where, like, unfortunately, he thought about his own, like, personal needs instead of Henry. And, like, he is trying to protect Henry, but you still needed Rumpel. Yeah. Like, that... You just can't do it yourself. There's no way. Even if... If he reunited with the group already, okay, maybe you betray Rumpel and get out of there because you've got Regina and Emma and all of them. Mm -hmm. You, You... you have you didn't even get five minutes. No, like it's that it, was it, a I bad mean, idea. That's a, his exactly what Rumple said happened. I do like the callback though when Pan catches it. So it's just like what Henry did, and he kind of uh-huh. laughs again, and then he goes, "Yeah, I did learn from my mistake." And then you kind of see Pan. He kind of has a smirk on his face, like, "Well played, you did learn. <laughs> yes, you're nicely done." And then he immediately and he's like, "Yeah, I also had a backup plan," which is funny because we always say. I've, I've said about Rumpel many times. He's not a man that I think has one path to his end game, and Pan is clearly the same way. He's like, yeah, I got like three different ways to get to the end. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, do you have anything else on the three of them or the two of them? I have more Henry and Pan. Henry and Pan is what I want to talk about next. Yeah. Um, I, I think the ending part with Rumpel and Bell, where he says, "Go away, Bell. I don't want to talk anymore," leaves you wondering: Is he about to go back to the old Darkwood? Like. He now has something to live for, but I'm not sure if what he has to live for is Belle or is it Neil? Like, he's just been betrayed by his son. Well, and he does tell Neil, because, like, Neil is sort of assuming, like, Belle is your happy ending. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says says that, like, you you have something to live for, now it's Belle. And Rumpel's like, no, you're my happy ending. This is. And then he says, because it's my redemption. Yeah. Which I, I think, like, that's that's a lot more than we've ever heard him say in this situation. Like, it's not just that he wants to save Henry, like, for Neil's memory or because Neil is now alive so that, like, they can be together. Like, he wants redemption. I mean, early on, we heard him say, I've only ever broken one deal and it wasn't with you. So he's always, you know, or like in therapy, he, like it's always been very clear that this is his one true regret in life. But now he kind of explains it like, my life isn't complete until I actually redeem myself for what I did to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what I'm curious about though, is that that was true. Is that still true now? Or is it possible that he just decided that, like, that's never going to happen? My son will never forgive me. I will always be a monster. It's time to let that go. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it asks the right questions because now I'm, is Rumpel going to work diagonal? Is he going to work? Would he, would he make a deal with Pan the same way that uh, somebody else was offered a deal with Pan? I mean, it, it's a fascinating idea. Oh, actually, Pan offered him an idea, a deal early on. It was him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also don't know. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we have heard Pan say that Henry has the heart of the truest believer and they need him to save magic. Even in this show, I 
feel felt and feel like that can't be exactly it. Like there's there's like something there's more to it. Like what does he actually want Henry for? So it's it's hard to know like what kind of deal they might be able to make. Like maybe maybe they could make a deal where he could get Henry back. But I don't know if he, like, it has to be Henry or, like, it has to be something about Henry. Well, he offered Rumple the deal of, if you let me have the boy, I'll let you leave. Uh-huh. So now maybe, like, it's kind of like one of the things that we've already talked about with Regina. Like, I won't kill you, but I'm not going to help you. I'm just going to leave. Mm-hmm. So, like, is Rumple the villain if he just leaves? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the villain necessarily, yeah. but he's definitely not... Uh, Bay Bay would see see it as such, but at this point, that may be permanent. Like, yeah, he may never. He may accept that Bay will never forgive him. In yeah. which case, okay, I'm chasing ghosts. But it sounds based on based on the like, it's my redemption yeah. phrase. I don't think that he'll ever be able to forgive himself if if Bay doesn't forgive him. Yeah, it's or just, or if he doesn't do something that he thinks Bay will forgive him for. Yeah, and it's also weird that like you know we're we're like oh it's your nasty habit of self-preservation. I was like I don't know that I like framing that as a nasty habit. Self-preservation is our literal first and most important. Issue. I think for Rumple it is a nasty habit. Like he will put himself in front of it not just not just like his life but like his need he will put his needs in front of everything yeah but i wouldn't classify that as self preservation like his lust for power yeah sure but like not wanting to die is a very logical based instinct it is the thing that drives us to not kill ourselves yeah um the other neil rumple thing i wanted to talk about before we move on to pan and henry um when he sees Neil for the first time, oh, the, yeah. and he like he he you know he as far as Rumple knows Neil is dead, and he assumes he's a, a hallucination, and Rumple gets like real scary, yeah. and Neil is terrified, yeah. partially because obviously like if the Dark One's coming at you with a dagger coated in uh, uh, Dream Shade, I'd be pretty scared. Too. I don't think that one's actually coated in Dream Shade. I think it's just the fact that he's got him choked up against the yeah, thing with right. a dagger. And Neil Neil Balefire has never experienced that before. He's seen his father yeah. do horrific things, but he's never felt threatened. He himself personally has never felt threatened by his father. So remember how I said like he never has grabbed Bell like that. Yeah. But it was a hallucination, so he was willing to do it because he thought Bay was a hallucination. He acted the same yeah. way. And then immediately once he realized he's real, he like stops. Yeah. So he's like, of Oh course. god, no, 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 that's not what I was going for. But I think that also may have hurt him because like now Balefire has experienced what it is like to be on the other end of the monster. Well, and, I mean, very disorienting for Neil. He's like, what the, what the you're, like, hallucinating now? Like, yeah. that's terrifying. And you're dressed like, I mean, you're back to all this shit <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. Well, I didn't, well, did you understand what the paint was? Was just, like, going to war? <laughs> yeah, like, going to war. I don't know. It was weird. The, I mean, I thought the mask was interesting. I wonder if he, was he about to paint himself like the Dark One, like, fully with the scales? I wondered if it was Dream Shade. And he was like, Dream Chain, can't fuck with me. <laughs> oh, like you touch me, you die. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. I wonder with his magic, is he impervious to Dream Shade? I don't think so. I mean... I, based on future evidence that we haven't learned yet, I do not think so. Okay. Huh. Mm. Um, okay, so... Pan's still working on Henry in the Pied Piper sense. He's trying to get him to want to come with or want to stay yeah uh and we have pan plays the flute for him and henry can't hear it mm-hmm. uh and it's you and i both were unsure if he was actually playing the flute or not it seemed like an either 
So the way that he does it makes me think he didn't actually play it. But then the way he reacts right after that, he looked shocked. Yeah, he did. But that could have been acting. Right. So I'm unclear on that one. Um, I mean, it makes sense to me that Henry wouldn't be able to hear it. And that Pan would not expect that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if when you think about, like, Pan seems to know Rumple very well and mm-hmm. how Rumple has experienced abandonment. And he also knows Bay and how Bay experienced abandonment. And Henry experienced the same abandonment but didn't have the same reaction. Yeah. Well... But he didn't experience the same abandonment because he didn't know Emma. That's true. And he had Regina. Yeah. That's the difference. That's true. He did have yeah, love. So while he was abandoned, he was always with a mother. I also can't stop thinking about poor Henry and how often he gets gaslit by everyone around him. Like, he goes on a whole thing, like, with his dad. <laughs> like, oh, his dad yeah. takes him and he's asleep. And then he, like, thinks he hears him calling and Pan's like, oh, that's weird. It must have been a dream. I'm like, it must, you just had a little cat nap. It's like, you just had a little cat nap? What the fuck, man? He, like, went on a whole adventure. He almost escaped. Well, it's even smart to say it's often... You know, he says, like, it, we often dream about the things we wish would happen. Yeah. So he's basically put the seed that, like, it's nothing but a dream. Yeah. They're never coming for and you. And especially your dad is never coming with he's you dead. for you because he's dead. And it'd be ridiculous for him to actually be yeah. with. And then Henry can hear it at the end. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like we needed a little more. I think we needed more before Henry could hear it. Or I wish I knew whether or not the first time was a bluff or not. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been nice to get a little exposition. Like yeah, that that trick worked perfectly. Um, and then he starts dancing. So it's like, has he bought in? Is he in now? Yeah, I mean, it it seems to me it's not just that like these all of these lost boys feel abandonment, but like, like something happens to them. Yeah. When they're here, like the way the way Tink said. Like, it's too late for him. Yeah. It's uh, almost like you're getting brainwashed. Yeah. And uh, and even the way they do it, like, the it's like a, they say, like, voice echoes and, like, kind of the screen changes. Well, and I feel like, I don't know if this is from the book or from some of the descriptions here, but they often talk about, like, how, how Neverland is a place where you go in your dreams and you can't ever quite remember it, like, how you, just how you can't remember a dream. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, like, the opposite is true for the children that live in Neverland. Like, you you start to feel like the things that were not in Neverland are a dream and you like can't quite remember them. It's an inversion. Yeah. I also wonder, so he offered Bay, like, if you want to leave, just ask. Could Henry just ask to leave? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so because Pan didn't need Bay. Yeah. (laughs) But But he actually, he didn't know that at the time, did he? This is early. Pan. That's true. I mean, yeah. he had the scroll, and it very clearly looks like. I don't know that he Henry. does have the scroll at that point because we don't even see Felix. And Felix. That's true. But then he has a scroll. He has Felix. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So. Anything else? No, I think it's notable though that like I've never heard Henry say, "I want to go home." Like, yeah. He just says they're gonna come get me. He doesn't say, "Can I leave?" I mean, because he's smart and he knows that there's currently no exit strategy. Yeah. <laughs> but like he always, he told Greg like. Good thing you don't ask questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite moment? I have three. I bet you can guess my favorite moment. Uh, Regina smiling. Oh my god. Yeah, I have that one too. That was so amazing. It was. It was really. It was good. dark, but it was so amazing, and it was also just perfect because they just cut to her and just smile, and they cut back, and you're like, "That's the evening." You know, <laughs> like, that's glorious. Um. I also have Pan catching the arrow that Neil. Um, shot at him. I thought that was v- a very cool trick by Neil. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I have You're My Happy Ending, This Is, because it's my redemption. I think that is of a, hmm. a, I think that is a depth of information that we have not gotten from Rumple just yet, and I really want to know what that means. Yeah, no, I think that was an important piece. No, that's fair. Most Ridiculous Moment? Regina and the Idiots didn't have an escape plan. Yeah, that is a really good one. I wish I had chosen that. I, I just, I I almost find that unbelievable. It's so stupid. Like, we're talking about the people who probably got on the most adventures of anyone in this land, and they didn't have an Emma, and Charming, and Snow, and Hook. And it wasn't even like they said, like, because when she asked, they said, like, we'll figure it out. But they don't even say it earlier yeah. until pressed yeah. that we'll figure it out which is a bad plan but at least they thought about it it seems like they didn't even think about it until she asked like them. even if they said like look we can't get home necessarily we'll get out of neverland go to the enchanted forest and go from there uh-huh. okay reasonable like that i could see that because they would know that place they're just kind of like we're gonna make it up on the fly I don't know. it's insane I went OG with my most ridiculous moment. The CGI of the town yes. where Rumple goes and like discovers the boys is horrific. Yeah. I don't like there's stone houses. What was so hard about that? I also think you could have skipped that and it would have been. Yeah, it could have just been it didn't have to be like a stone town. It could have yeah. just been like the you know, the the tavern where Regina and Tink had drinks la- like they could have just done like why not? I mean, honestly, <laughs> you could have just cut to like the scene of Rumple going to the woods. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think we, I mean, yeah, we learned that it's a Pied Piper, but we could have figured that we all out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it was terrible looking. It was weird. Who's your loser? I got two. I have one. I have a runner up, uh, Neil. Uh huh. Terrible plan. Terrible plan. Yeah. I, I get what you were going for, man. I get it. But you got played. Mm-hmm. Truth be told. But I think we both know the loser of this episode is Rumple. Yeah, that's that's who I have as well. That's a hard loss. I think he found out his son isn't dead, so win. But then, like, yep. basically immediately realizes that he might not ever be able to overcome what his son thinks of him. Yep. And his son might be right. Yeah. That's, I think, like, two losses. And he got tricked by Neil. Yeah. Very and and then had to watch Neil walk away knowing exactly what would happen. Yep. And, and even in the past, like, he basically got tricked by Pan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was overall, it was, it was rough. Who's your winner? I bet ours is the same. Pan. Yeah, same. I, no one else really, I mean, everybody else feels like they took a down note. And Peter Pan's kind of just playing chess and moving the pieces around as he's so, I mean, you know, obviously he can't win every episode, but this felt like a very clear victory. Runner up, Regina, because <laughs> Greg is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pan, I don't, I don't know if he had all of this planned out, but everything worked out in his favor. I want to be as happy about anything as Regina was finding out Greg is dead. Yeah. <laughs> that was pure... That was true joy. Uh, I want a man to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, uh... Oh my god, why can't I remember his name? The Mountain's brother is the hound. The way the hound looks at chicken. Oh my <laughs> Oh, I thought you were about to say, I want a man to look at me the way the Regina looks at Greg's death. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want that? I don't know. Just pure. I guess I do always tell you that I just want Jack Bauer to yell at me all the time. Like that's what I want. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we are running out of time. Who are you working for? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. 
Um, so next week we will watch. Oh, I cried one time, by the way. Was that when Rumpel had his uh, My Redemption? Yeah. Mm. I mean, he, well, he was crying. Like, he was so upset. He wasn't crying, but he was. He was very close. Broken. Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay, so next week we're gonna watch episode five, which is Good Form. Oh, is this a hook flashback? It is a hook flashback. I'm actually pretty excited to get more hook backstory. Um, and I, uh, we'll also get a little bit more about what's going on with Charming. Um, and those two things will be woven together, which I think will be interesting. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm shocked because I really disliked Hook in season two, but he's been more pleasant in season three. That's actually not true. You, you liked Hook in oh, season two. I did like Hook in season two because <laughs> he was being a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The only thing I really don't like about him right now is I just don't find him and Emma interesting. Other than, like, discussions about Belfire's past, like, they had it on the ship, they had mm-hmm. the thing. I just don't find them. I kind of wish we got more Tink. Like, I, I just want to know what happened between Hook and Tink. I mean, they're going to figure out a way to get off this island, and then we'll get more Tink, because she'll help them. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, still, like, I... She's the one character we don't know much about who's got, like, a lot of info about Neverland, so it would have been nice. Again, if yeah. you had two less characters and maybe add Tink in here, it would have been... That's true. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious when they got to meet up at some point, all of the, the whole group. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great question. Um, I'm also really curious, like, even if they find Henry, is, is he going to leave with them now? Oh, yeah. That, that would be interesting if they have to do the same thing and basically pull him away. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 3, Episode 5, Good Form. And we'll see you next time.